There's a role for the mother. There's a role for a father. Fathers need to get back in connection, in contact with their kids. But here's the sad thing. Sometimes a father can be in the house and still be absent. Vice versa. Sometimes a mother can be in the house and still be absent. What has happened to us? Where are the Christians at? Preacher was in the store one time and he saw this little boy, a real story, preacher from Waysburg. He saw this little boy talking crazy to his mama and hitting on his mama and said the little boy did something. He told the little boy, you can't do that. Said the mama yelled at him. Don't talk to my child. So he looked at it and said, get it then, little boy bitter. See, there's help out there, but people don't want the help. It's true. We still got to stand for what's right. We got kids. Those of you that's listening to me, or listening to us, I'm sorry. If you got children or grandchildren, can you honestly say that you're giving them what God would have you to give them? Can I say that? Yeah, I encourage my kids all the time. I tell them all the time. But they're old now. I can't pack them up in the car like I used to do. They got children now. All I can do is hope that what I put in them, what their mother and I put in them, they remember it. And they don't depart from it. How much time do parents take take with their children talking about Jesus? How much time do they take with their children explaining to them what the Word of God says and what the Word of God means? How much time do we spend with our children talking to them about the ways of God and how you need to be careful of who you hang around and who you talk to and who you get close to? How many parents really trying to lead their children to God and to show them the ways of God and to show them how children should act. Here's the thing. It's hard to be a child, period. Because see, your child will act one way in front of you and there'll be somebody else away from you. Because what I've learned and what I've discovered is peer pressure is real and kids give in to peer pressure. They realize what you taught them. They know 
what they're supposed to do. But children want to be accepted. That's true. By their peers. Go ahead and say. You know, looking at this verse and what Solomon is talking and, and what I like about Proverbs, Proverbs is that Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, full of wisdom. The Bible even says it, that he's the wisest man that ever lived. Uh, when, when he talks about children, and that's the thing, man, we, we, we get in this, this wisdom from not from just anybody, but someone who's been stated as the, the wisest man they ever lived. So uh, it's going to benefit us to listen to what he has to say. So he, he, he uses the word when he first starts off in, in Proverbs uh, 22 and 6, he says to train up a child. Mm-hmm. And he uses the word train. And we know when when you you study that word train, it actually means dedication. Okay, um, he says to train up a child, and I just read the whole verse. He says train up a child in the way that he should go. Two particular words that, that stands out: train and way. Mm-hmm. So he says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. From what? The way. Okay. He won't depart from the way. All right. So he says, uh, when you look at this word train, it means to dedicate. Uh, and, And let's put both of them together. Let's put dedicate together. And let's put way together. All right. All right, so he says to train means to dedicate, and the word for way uh, generally refers to living correctly in God's sight. Uh, Chapter 15, verse 10 of of Proverbs uh, talks about uh, living correctly in God's sight. So Solomon, what he was doing well, he was basically advising parents to set their child aside for special use. That's what dedication means. And when you set something aside or you set someone aside, it's for special use. You know, it's, it's not for just anything, but it's for this special use in particular that you have set this thing or this person aside for. So he says that uh, he's talking to parents, and, and, and I like that. He's not talking to the principal. He's not talking to, uh, you know, some stranger, but he's talking to parents because it's the parents' responsibility to train up the child. All right? Because if it wouldn't, he wouldn't address that. He says, train up a child. Yeah, now, you can go yourself and try to train up anybody's child. You're going to have a problem. Yes, sir. So you need to train your own child up. So he says that uh, he's advising parents to set their child aside for special use. 
to dedicate him or her to the Lord and to the Lord's path. And, and, and when you look at that, uh, he's saying that you one that's got to have the authority here to train them, not whether they want to be trained or not, but you got to train them in the way that they should go. And so he's saying that there is a way uh, that you have to train them. And it, they, they need this sense of direction, how they need to be trained. And he, he says that uh, when you do that, it's going to be how to live correctly in God's sight. How, how does God want us to live? How, how does he want us to uh, spend our life living for him? And, and that's going to be a big issue for some people because most of us don't want to live for God. We want to live for ourselves. When it comes down to picking up your own cross and carrying your own cross and denying your own self, that becomes Ooh, a problem that's something. when people have to deny their own self. See, what, what it is, see, they don't understand that when you deny your own self, you have to understand that you are no, no longer your own. The Bible says, don't you know that you are no longer your own, that you have been bought with a price? And if you've been bought with a price, that means somebody else owns you. And so if somebody else owns you, then that means you have to do what they tell you to do. That means basically that you no longer have any more rights. You have the right to obey your master. That depends on who your master is. Depends on who your master is. Either way, if whoever your master is, that's who you're going to obey. That's who you're going to obey. And so when, when, when I look at, at Solomon here, uh, he's advising the parent to set their child aside. He said, this child is going to be set aside for special use. We're going to dedicate his life. That's why we had a baby dedication. See, some people who understand that want to start off early. Even a baby who don't understand nothing about what you're doing, whether you're dedicating him or not, baby don't know anything about that, but God does. So basically give him back to God. That's like, what you're doing. Like Hannah did. Exactly. Exactly like Hannah did. You're giving him back to God, so God used this baby in a way that's going to be pleasing to him. All right? And so you want to get him basically in the habit at a young age. And again, he doesn't know anything about it, but God does. So God knows how to take what the baby doesn't know and give him what he wants him to know to later on for him to do exactly what God is calling him to do. So he's going to instill what he wants to instill in the baby at an early age. And if the parent instills in the baby at an early age, guess what? The influence that's coming from the parent and God is going to be overwhelmed. And that's what he wants to do. He says, so I want you to take this child and basically dedicate it to me. Set this child aside for a special use. And that special use is to train this child up uh, in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from that. Now, now, he didn't say that the child won't go astray. 
Hold on. Okay. It didn't say in the way he want to go. Not the way he wants to go, cause he don't know which way he want to go. He he don't know nothing. But they know what they want to do. They think they know. What they they want to be do. basketball players. Mm -hmm. They want to be football players. They want to be rappers. They want to be game bangers. That's what they want to do. That's all they want to do now. I remember you told me growing up. Let me say, teacher would always ask you what you want to do. Right. Somebody say fireman, police, or doctor. You said they would never say I want to own my own business. Because they haven't been, that's, that's the limit of the training. Exactly. But here's a question for what you were saying. Okay. Where you talked about training up a child, dedicating them for special use. This right here refers to all child. All children. What's the special use? Because, see, when you start talking special use, folk automatically start thinking preaching. They think that's the only special use or the only ministry there is, the ministry of preaching. Right. I look at the special use here as, and I haven't looked into it, and I will, and if I'm wrong, I'll come back and correct it. But this special use being dedicated should be letting others know about Christ. All of us, when, when we're trained about the ways of Christ, then the training we get ought to have us telling folks about Christ. Because even a child can tell an adult something sometimes. And that's the problem sometimes is that the Bible says that a child shall leave them. Sometimes adults don't want to listen to what children got to say. Adults just want to say, do as I say and not as I do. But children are like sponges. They soak up stuff. That's why you got all these little crazy videos on TikToks now where you hear, you see a, a man sitting there, you hear two people, a woman and a child in the background saying, Daddy said da 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 da. Oh, what he said? He called you or whatever. When he said that the other day, when I took, and then that children soak up stuff. Then be careful what you say around a child. Some children have even been at church and heard their mama or somebody say, heard their mama telling them, telling the lady, oh, girl, you know I love, mama, that ain't what you said yesterday. You said you couldn't stand her. And children are to a point, sometimes they just, goodness, they don't know. Now, they know how to lie, but sometimes the truth will just come out of them. But when is the world going to get back to doing what the Bible say? Or well, is the world going to get back to doing what the Bible right, say? Exactly. Because like I said, everything is right nowadays but the word of God. Everything is okay to do nowadays but what God says. Everything is okay to talk about but the name of Jesus. True. You can call Elijah Muhammad's name. Ain't no problem. You can call Buddha's name. 
Ain't no problem. You can talk, talk about Hindu. Ain't no problem. But say Jesus. You're going to start something. Train up a child in the way that he should go. Why? Proverbs 22 and 15 tells us, well, this brother, that when he is old, he will not depart from it. As you said, may stray, because a lot of us stray. I strayed, you stray. But because of what was in us, we got pulled back. For that is, what was dedicated, we were dedicated to do. Some of it was this right here. Yeah. What we're doing right now. God has worked for everybody that calls on his name to do. And it is not all times. God needs some people behind the scene. See, see, people concerned about being in the forefront. I don't care where I am as long as I'm working for God. I don't have to be seen. I don't have to be up front. Right. Now, because of who I am, I am up front a lot of time. But I can be just as happy in the background. Just like I can stand in the pulpit, I can stand on the door and usher. And, and, and you know, that's, that's what he's talking about. Uh, looking at this, he says to... Uh, I think another word here that he uses for uh, training uh, is uh, the word, uh, I, I guess where you had the idea of stimulating, uh, where you stimulate the child to do good. Uh, and, and the way you do that is uh, through words of guidance, discipline, and encouragement. And you're doing that to stimulate or to uh, encourage him uh, on, on the right path. You know, and, and, that, and, and that's why this whole thing, and, and I like Solomon, how he first starts it off. He's, and you said it at first. First he starts off, he says to train up, which means to, to teach. You got to teach him first how to uh, live right. Train up in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The verb for train means to dedicate. All right? You dedicate him, alright, and then you uh, basically uh, advise him in a way, the way you set him aside for special use. You dedicate him to God because you want him to be that person, put it like this, everybody is born with what we call a bent, uh, a certain type of genetic makeup, so to speak, where we have different talents and uh, different gifts that God has, has uh, basically blessed us with. All right, in order to uh, find out that bent, that that child have. See, that's why a lot of parents mess up uh, when they send the kids to college. Because if that kid or if that parent was a doctor or a lawyer, well, a lot of parents want their kid 
To follow. To be a doctor lawyer, exactly, to follow them. But, uh, and a lot of times, if, if you look at the percentage rate, when kids get to college, most time they'll change their majors three, four, five different times before they actually find out exactly what their bent is uh, for life. Just because your parents were a doctor or a lawyer didn't mean that's what God uh, gifted you with or gave you the talent to do. And, and <coughs> you know, most of them, when you look at the percentage, and people can look it up, when they look at the percentage rate, when kids go to school for that reason uh, of trying to follow in their parents' footsteps and some of them do because mm -hmm. some of them have that gift and, and, and that, those talents to be that surgeon or that lawyer or what, but majority of them don't. Right. And so when they go to college, they have to go and change their majors until they finally find exactly where they're going to fit because they will have to fit when they get out of here in society. Uh, when they find that, that not perfect fit, but when they find the fit that God wants them to be, then they'll see that uh, those gifts and talents that they have, uh, they can use them for God. Uh, you've got to know what your gift is. If you don't know what your gift is, it's hard to go into the ministry. Uh, when people are called to go into the ministry, uh, as you said earlier, most of them think, okay, well, I got to preach. Since when did ministry just become preaching? Uh, and, and when I say preaching, I'm saying uh, particularly from the pool uh, just from the pulpit, standing behind, the, you know, in the pulpit and, and, and preaching out to a congregation. Uh, there are so many different gifts, administrations of gifts, offices, and there's so many things that involve ministry. So you, you've got to know exactly what God has called you to do. If you're not, you say the best, you can be in the wrong place. <laughs> doing the right thing. And I forgot exactly how you put that. Uh, how, how did you say that? Uh, whenever you in the wrong place, two places are not occupied right. Mm -hmm. The place you're in because you're not supposed to be there. Right. And the place you're not in because you're not there. So, both places are not getting basic fulfilled. Right. Both places aren't producing what's supposed to come out of them because you are either somewhere you're not supposed to be or you're not where you're supposed to be. So you all messed up. So if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I'm not accomplishing what God wants me to do. If I'm where I'm not supposed to be, I'm unable to accomplish what God wants me to do. So one thing a parent has to understand is 
Don't try to bend your child into their bend. Just train them. Now, here's something that I found um, interesting. That word train, you know what we normally do. We go to look it up and in its language connotation. Train comes from the Hebrew word that means just what you said, to train, to dedicate. This is the word that got me, to inaugurate. <laughs> to inaugurate. So when I go look up inaugurate, inaugurate means to, hold on, let me put it back up. You know how the president is inaugurating. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> inaugurate means to make a formal beginning of, to initiate, to commence, to begin. So when you're training a child, in the way that they should go. You're introducing them to the beginning of what they're supposed to be doing. He said, train them up in the way that they should go so when they are old, when he is old, he will not depart from it again. They stray, but it's the limit. In Proverbs 22 and 15, Foolishness. I got to look at that word bound in the Hebrew. It's bound. Now watch this in the heart of a child. The word bound in the Hebrew means to bind, to tie, to tie together, to lead together, to conspire. So it, it, it is tight. It's, so so you want to know why children do some of the stuff they do? Because they're children. I had a friend who I used to call and talk to them about some stuff I went to at work. And they said, Greg. I said, huh? She said, they're children. They don't know what they're supposed to do. You can't get too mad at them or too upset because they're children. They don't know what children do. It's like sinners. Sinners do what sinners are supposed to do. But a child is supposed to grow. Even as children of God, we're supposed to grow. And our growing is supposed to be from glory to glory. Children are growing from children into, yeah, adulthood. And there's some processes and some steps and some bumps along the way that they're going to encounter. And as they grow, the foolishness grows too. Exactly. Exactly. Foolishness road. And a lot of us carry that same foolishness into adulthood because it was never driven far from. There you go. See, that's a whole nother thing. We, we're going to have to pick this back up. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a food. Now, here's the thing in the heart of a child, 
Jesus said, out of the abundance of the mouth, what speaks? Heart. Jeremiah said about the heart, it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? And we talked about that desperately wicked. And sick. Incurable. Incurably sick. Incurably sick. And David even caught a hold of that thing. He said, create a clean heart. So, I think we better put a pen right here and pick this back up with the rod. Because folk don't want to lay hands on their children. Now, as a, and see, the government, I mean, government, police, social services, all that, then got involved now. And I don't want to get too deep in there because we'll keep going. Because there's a difference in discipline a child and abusing a child. Oh, I agree. See, back in the day, we got beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. know what I'm talking about. We got some serious beatings back in the day. And it was with whatever they could put their hands on. I think this is a good place to put a pause in. Unless you got something else you want to add. It said, it said, but the rod of correction. But you know that but don't change something. Sure. If that rod is applied. <laughs> and seeing that, that's, that's, that's the problem right there. Is, is applying the rod. Um, We've been sort of scared out of that. Uh, government has told us, you know, you can go to jail like that, even give kids permission to call them 911 uh, if you discipline your own child. Only problem I have with that is that they don't have a problem. Or they have a problem with you raising your child up, but then they don't have a problem locking you. Not at all. That, that's a good place to hit the pause right there. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got a problem. And sometimes when they lock them up, your child don't come out the locker. It's true. It's true. Sometimes a girl, they bring them out. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes... They don't want you to beat them, but they'll beat them. See, that, that's why we have to turn this stuff off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and none of those beatings, they would have to do if they let the parents do what they're supposed to do. Basically, they need to mind their own business. That's what they need to do. See, you, you, you can't and, and Paul, I think it was Stephen Paul and Silas said it best. They said, we, and, and I wonder if all of us look at, have the same approach now to where we say we must obey God rather than man. Rather than man. When we say obeying God, we say we must obey God's word rather than what man said. Uh, man doesn't have any truth. The Bible says let God be true. And every man. And every man alike. So who's better at knowing how to raise children? Is it God or is it the government? Is it man who tells you to do the very thing 
that God tells you not to do. Well, he tells you to do it. God says discipline. Man says don't discipline. You say, uh, well, I need to raise him up in the way that he should go so he won't depart from it. Well, the government says, well, you can raise him up, but you just can't discipline. You can't use what the Bible says when he says uh, uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction. And, and, and see, I, I, I know we ought, to, we ought to stop, but, but I'm, listening. Go ahead, go I'm ahead. listening to what does the rod do? Go ahead, sir. He says that this rod will correct them. So if the rod is going to correct them, that means, exactly, that means that they, they need to be corrected. Because why would the rod correct when there's no correction needed? So if the rod needs to, if it's the rod of correction, he's telling you, this is how you correct it. The correction don't come with locking them up. And that's no. what they call the Department of Correction. correction yeah, so so do, the, do the Department of Corrections correct them? No, because they go in and come back out and do the same thing. Because what, what is the repeat offenders uh, percentage? Is is, is 90 Ninety-something percent. It's extremely high. Extremely <laughs> high. Extremely high. Because most of them have become institutionalized. Exactly. They don't know how to exactly. live outside of them. Right. And see, we 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 keep on. We gonna keep on. But he said the rod of correction. Watch this. Will. Right. No shall drive it. Mm -hmm. And all of God's shells is loaded. Right. And watch this. If you using the rod, God will let you know when to stop. It's true. Depends on whether you're going to listen to that. Exactly. Now, I don't think our parents right. listen sometimes back in the day. True. But guess what it did? It drove that stuff far from us. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, and, and I know we got to quit, but I remember when Jesus went into the temple. Cleaned it out, didn't he? <laughs> Cleaned it out, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he used a rod. And he drove everything that they were doing wrong. He drove it far from. I told you everything is acceptable <laughs> nowadays, That's but true. the word of God. Well, I agree. But the word of God. I agree. I, I see everything. I, I see my cousin on here. Let me see if she's still here. I'm sure she would say something. I guess not. Let me see. No, she can't come on. It said the watch it. What it didn't just say it'll drive it, it away from him. He put another word in. He said far. Yeah. Far away. And see, well next time Sunday when we get together, far from it. When we pick this up, we're gonna run over to Ephesians six and one that tell the children their responsibility to their parents to obey and honor. Then talk to the father about what he's supposed to do. We didn't tell the father to bring the children up in the nurture and admonition. There it is again. Teaching and discipline. And, and Proverbs also says, people used to say spare the rod for the child. That's not what it said. It said, he that spared the rod spoiled the child. It's true. No, he that spared the rod hated the sons. That's what it said. So when you won't discipline your child, the love 
that you're supposed to show them, you're not doing. Discipline is love. Because the Bible tells us over in Hebrews, I believe it is, that the Father chases those he loves. It's true. So when God is whooping us, he's telling us that he loves. It's true. I'll say this and I gotta quit. My old pastor in Oklahoma preached a sermon one time about out of that scripture. And when the pastor of the church got up, he said, That's the only time I ever heard a sermon that made me want to whoop. Because the one thing he said that when God is whooping me, at least his hand is still on me. True. True. Because how would we be if our kids like to play in the street? Mm -hmm. And just because they having fun, and you know they're having fun because they love to play in the street. You had to keep telling them to come out the street about the street. Now we know the danger of the street. Yeah, it is. They don't know. So how can I, how could I show love if I'm thinking or if I know, okay, if I let them play in the street, the chances are very high that they can get killed, get ran over by a truck, get ran over by a car. The chances are very likely because now they are in territory to where that's not the way you're supposed to play. The street are made for cars and trucks to run up and down. Okay? All right? So it's not a place for kids to play. But if I know my kids are in danger by playing in the street and I do nothing about it, what type of love is that? That's not love. Sure. I'm going to sit there and hope that the car missed me. Yeah. When I can do something. When you can do something about it. To make sure it is. And then you can show them the day. I mean, by disciplining them, you show them the danger that they were in right. to keep them from putting themselves back in that same danger. True. True. Foolishness is bound, is tied up, is leagued together in the heart of a child. Bound, yeah, we got bound. It's bound in the heart of a child. It's bound, Kasar in the Hebrew, to bind, to tie, to bind together, to lead together, to conspire. But 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 what what is this foolish this this foolish uh, that's bound up in the child? Yeah, because he, he's saying that it's already bound up in the child. The child don't come. understand what foolishness is. The child has read the definition folly. of foolishness. Folly. Right, foolishness. So what's word for folly? Should be saying. You want to go there? You want to go there? <laughs> Should be saying. No, no, hold on. Let me go. Yeah, folly is a, a word for foolishness. But let me just type in foolishness. Because I had it earlier. Because I knew you were going to want that. Resulting from or showing a lack of sense. Ill considered. That's what foolishness is. Unwise. Lacking forethought. Watch this word. Or caution. Trifling, insignificant, or paltry. Yeah. I like that lack, lacking forethought. 
I like that lacking caution. Right. Reason why they play in the street because there's no caution to where they automatically know that they're in danger. I tried to not say this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Some of the kids at school said, Mr. Tillman, you mean, you mean, you're always on us. I said, well, part of my job is to enforce the rules. And that's what I tell them. I don't make the rules, I just enforce them. And I use that same example pretty much that you use. I said, if I see you in the street that the school is on, busy, truck running up and down at traffic all day long, of course, school bus. I said, if I see you out there playing in the streets, I mean, you got your cell phone, you're talking, you're TikToking, you're Snapchatting, you're Instagramming, and, and I use that word cumbered like Mary is. I said, you're so caught up in what you're doing, and you don't see the danger you're in. I said, do you want me to leave you in danger or pull you out? I said, which one do you want me to do? They said, pull me out. I said, that's all I'm doing. I see you in danger, and I'm just pulling you out. Because as you said, they're not cautious about what they're doing. They're just wrapped up in what they're doing. And so what Solomon says here, and you're right, this is the wisest man in the Bible outside of Jesus. He says, kids got some stupid stuff in there. And there's a way to get rid of it. That, there's a way to get rid of this stuff. We'll pick that up Sunday night. Go ahead. I see it on you. But, but notice what he says, the way to get this out of him. He says the rod is what drives it far from him. He didn't say, well, pray about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. He that, now watch this. Here's rod twice. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. He that spared the rod hated the child, hated the son. So two times he then told us, put some wood on that backside. Right. Right. My daughter's going to hate that I told this story. But when I went to school, they had one of them paddles. He didn't have the holes in this one, but they did. And I came across one of them things. And I wrote on mine the Board of Education. Because if I use it, I'm going to educate you. Exactly. I had a teacher like this. Yes, sir. And my daughter, love you, Kyra. <laughs> I could call her right now and say, Kyra, I still owe you too late. She's like, Daddy, we're going to let that go. But Kyra, there was a period where change happened in her life. Right. And she didn't deal with the change yet. I'll be honest, me and her mother right. separated, divorced. Right. And I don't know what it was that Kyra remembered what time I went to lunch. Because every day, right before my lunch, Kyra would act up. And I'd have to go down to the school. That was her way of seeing her daddy every day. But it was starting to mess with my job. 
And one particular day, and this was like right before, right after Easter, because there was a revival in town where they had a noon service, seven o'clock and 10 o'clock service. And that particular day, I dressed to go to, I was going to get an extended lunch. I'm going to take a break. Just combine my lunches and breaks together. I'm ready to go to church. And I got the board of education in the car because I didn't tell Kyra, I said, Kyra, I have to come out here one more time. So I'm going to give you four licks. Four. I'm getting ready to get ready to go to church. My phone rang. I said, I'm on my way. I go down there. For some reason, I didn't go in the front door. I came in through the side door. And I had on an all-black suit with a black shirt, and I had some black shade and that paddle in my hand. Dr. Mason, I lied to you now. Them kids ran in the room like the Red Sea Park. <laughs> I walked in there like the Terminator. <laughs> I walked in the office. I said, where's she at? The secretary said, she in trouble. I said, where's she at? She was straight down the hall in the PE class in the gym. But there was an office right connected to the gym. I went in there and got her. I said, didn't I tell you? Come here. I hit that joker twice. She didn't get off the floor. Never happened again. It drove it away from her. Right. Although she was hurting over the situation, she knew she couldn't keep doing that because she was messing with my job. That rod works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rod works because it's part of the word. And the word works if we apply the word. True. True. Foolishness, folly, lack of forethought, lack of caution is tied up in a child's heart. But there's an answer for that. We'll pick that up this Sunday night. Here on for such a time as this. We thank you guys for joining us on tonight. Thank you. You want to leave comments? You got some words you want to share? Please do so. Let us know what you think. You can watch us on Instagram. I mean, you can connect with us on Instagram, TikTok, here on Facebook Live. We're sharing this from the website. I mean, from the, our page on Facebook. You can listen to us on our on our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Let us know what you think. Leave us a word. But we're going to pick this up Sunday night, probably. Yeah, Sunday night, if the weather permits. We're calling for a little inclement weather again Friday night. But we're going to pick this up because uh, I know Dr. Mason, he got a whole lot more to say. He, his wheels are just sitting there turning. So. Sunday night between 6 and 6.30, we'll come back on and pick this up. We'll pick back up with Proverbs 22 and 15, run over to Ephesians uh, 6, 1, 2, 3, deal with where he says, he that spared the rod hated the child also. Again, thank you for joining us. God bless you. Good night. Be blessed. We'll see you again if the good Lord says the same on Sunday night.